Hi, and welcome to Real Life Moms. I'm your host, Lisa Foster. And Real Life Moms is a podcast that's all about connecting moms through real parenting conversations. I believe that our mom friends are so important in our parenting journey, and together we are powerful. On this podcast, we give moms a voice to tell their stories, share their expertise and resources through real conversation. And this week, I invited my dear friend, Alicia Myers. She's a mom to a beautiful daughter and a musical theater actress, director, and choreographer at the Boulder Dinner Theater in Boulder, Colorado. October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and Allie was diagnosed with stage two breast cancer. She's here today to share her personal story with us. Hi, Allie. Welcome to Real Life Moms. I am so glad to have you on the show today. October is actually Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and there are so many people who have fought and are currently fighting this battle of cancer. And you have your own personal story, and I know you want to help others. I do. Good. And that's why I'm so grateful that you're here today to share your story with us. Thank you. I'm so happy to be with you. It's, It's great. It's an honor. Thank you. So, Ellie, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, your background? Um, I am a musical theater actress, director, mm-hmm. choreographer, um, mostly with uh, BDT Stage in Boulder, Colorado. Um, I've had a 27-year career there. I'm very blessed. And I, for the most part, I, I've worked at BDT Stage in the Denver area. I've had I have worked at other theaters as well, but that's that is where I call home. Mm-hmm. And I am I am a mom, of course, of an amazing kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, musical theater, I suppose, is my yeah. Outside and I, I've seen a lot of your shows and been a part of that journey. And oh my god, you're amazing! So Thank anyone you. who is in Boulder, Colorado, for now, can <laughs> yes. go to BDT and see you. Yes, awesome. please come see us. Yes. <laughs> Now, you obviously have a story about breast cancer. Um, Do you want to talk a little bit about that journey for you? Sure, absolutely. My diagnosis was in August of 2020. So it's really interesting. I remember, you know, right after the pandemic hitting and everything, and I was watching a lot of friends around me, like, figure out other paths of their life. And, you know, like I had one friend who opened up her own baking business and another friend that was going on a mask journey and masking the world and like Mm -hmm. all of these things. And I'm like, that is so cool and amazing that something else has formed for them. That's not happening for me. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I very much rely on on my faith, so to speak, and and also just kind of trying to stay in tune with with what's happening and and just knowing, okay, well, I I know that I will find my way in this journey as well. And then bam, I got my diagnosis in August. Mm-hmm. And and that was clearly it. And and I was grateful that I'm the type of person that if I would have kept the schedule that I normally keep when I work at the theater and work at the schools that I work at and, you know, and have my family um, and then received my diagnosis where, you know, your, your world stops. I mean, truly it, it does not just because it's scary or because, I mean, it's, it's tons of doctor's appointments. It's tons of treatment. It's tons of scary things. It's tons of blessings. And, and to be in an environment where I was able to, that was my focus and to just be able to do that and just focus on getting well and focus on, on, on what they were telling me to do. I was just grateful that I had the time and the space 
to do mm. just that. And I didn't have to try to keep my job or try to, you know, teach, teach my kids at, at their schools. And, and, you mm. know, my family got on board and um, my immediate family, my extended family, my theater family. I mean, I was, I, I was so fortunate to be completely surrounded in love and support because everything had stopped. And, yeah. and, and so I, I, and I'm grateful that I was able to see that blessing as well. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. So, so meaning, meaning that everything had stopped because actually the pandemic correct. had like stopped everything. Correct. So then it allowed you to actually focus on yourself. Exactly. Okay. Because yeah. I, I know me and that it would have been like, you need to settle down. You need to slow down. You need to take, I would, I, I would have struggled. Yeah. <laughs> I really would have. I'm a very much a go, go, go person. And that would have been hard. So I, w- I was very grateful that it was just like, this, this is what you're doing. This is what the pandemic and you, this is your journey with the pandemic. This is what you're going to do in this time slot is mm-hmm. get healed. So, yeah. so I did. Amazing. Amazing. And what, what kind what was your treatment actually like? What did uh, you-, you know, so my, it was interesting. Um, there's, there's so much to learn and, and know. And I think any, I, I think that's part of the trick of, about cancer, diagnosing it, treating it. Every single person who has had, will have cancer. It's it's like a thumbprint. Yours is going to be different than anybody else. Mm-hmm. So for, for these amazing, incredible people that I have had on my team, so to speak, to treat me and, 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 and help me get well, I mean, just their knowledge is incredible. I think we're still in a place where you hear cancer and you immediately think the worst. I certainly mm-hmm. did. I mean, I, I crashed, I completely crashed and, and you just, you expect the worst. You, you, it's very easy to go there and dwell on that. And I mm-hmm. know that, I know that some people do not have the best of journeys, but I don't feel that it is any longer a, you can assume the worst is going to happen now. Yes. Um, yeah. They are, they are making, they're constantly, it's constantly evolving. It is constantly, you know, getting better. And so to, mm-hmm. I, I was so amazed to just be a part of that. Um, mm-hmm. My cancer uh, is an estrogen positive cancer. So that means um, I'm 52. So it was like, great, we're going to push you through menopause right now, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm like, well, you know what? It's on its way anyway. Let's, yeah. Welcome let's aboard. I just, I just conquered yeah. that. <laughs> it's like, okay. I mean, it, it wasn't anything to be upset about or sad about it. Just, it's just like, we're, we're riding this ride. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an IUD and it had to come out immediately. I had like all of these things within, I, I kept a journal. Um, I thought for the longest time and I, I, I still may do it. I wanted to write a booklet, not a book, not a novel, but when you, like when you start chemotherapy, they hand you like a, a, a book of what to expect and what you mm-hmm. might feel and fears you may have and what you can take home remedies that you can take and, lozenges that you can take and baths that you can just things, you know, to help you get through that time period. And my thought was great. Where is that when you find out you have cancer? And yeah. so I, I really started keeping like a really crystal clear journal and, and something that I, I really wanted to do and to, to provide for it gotten sidetracked by a zillion different things in the meantime. But I love the idea of this pamphlet because, oh, okay, so I, it's something a lot of people don't know about me. 11 years ago, 
I found a lump in my breast. My kids were very small. Um, I think my daughter was five. My son was two. So really small kids. And it was very frightening. Um, So, of course, I did all the things. I had to go through an MRI. And it turned out that the lump looked fine. uh, But the tissue on the other side (laughs) that was no problem and didn't detect anything looked abnormal. So, yeah, right. Looking for something like and just finding something else, right? So very scary. But, you know, the one thing that you just said was um, I had a friend who had been going through breast cancer and she was done. And I met with her and she said to me, you know, we don't know what this is yet. But just so you know, like this is not a death sentence. Like just like you said, there's still like so many survivors. And, you know, and it was like, oh, my God. Now, granted, my story ends very differently. It turned out that they were I got two lumpectomies and um they were benign and it was nothing. I guess I'm just bumpy and cysty and a little but, abnormal. But, but let's be honest. that goes through that knows <laughs> that fear. You know. Oh, yeah. That women. Unfortunately, I think the majority of women will go through that fear because mm-hmm. we do. We constantly, our, our bodies are evolving and changing. And so, yes, those lumps and bumps, they do. They show up. And then mm-hmm. you, it's just sheer panic for however long you're in that waiting period of, of yeah. knowing and- what happened. And that waiting period is awful because there's nothing you can do. I'm sure the next steps, you know, even if you find out that it is more, but like being able to do something like I, you know, going for the procedure to, cause they couldn't just do a um, biopsy because it was so deep right. that they had to actually right. remove it and go in. But, um, but yeah, but it, that waiting period is like the worst ever. Right. Yeah, so yes, that is just terrible. I remember where I was, I, I, I mean, the, where I, why, why I ventured off on that <laughs> the mm-hmm. conversation. Um, I, in that first month, I kept in my journal of all the things that I wanted to, you know, to put into this booklet. I kept, um, um, I wrote every procedure that I had done within a month. And it was, I mean, I feel like mm-hmm. every other day I was in there doing something, whether it was, you know, blood tests or, or biopsies or getting, getting little pieces of metal. I can't remember what the, what it's technically called, but they put a piece of metal in so that they know where the cancer was so that when it shrinks down, they can still find the area in which your cancer was before the chemotherapy so that they can go back and make sure that it's all gone. Mm -hmm. Um, Just incredible, just incredible, incredible knowledge that they have and that they have figured out since cancer has become, uh, you know, I mean, I feel like when I was, when I was much younger, cancer, of course, was meant you only have X amount of time left, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. we are no longer there. Thank goodness. And going into chemotherapy, I did five months of chemotherapy. And within that time, it was, we're going to, we're going to give you fluids and we're going to give you uh, Benadryl, which is going to counteract this. And you're going to be on this medication that we call the red devil. And so with that, we're going to put you on, you know, one of those awesome things that snap onto the back of your arm and they feed the medication through you that way. And they know now that if they do that, that it counterbalances this, you know, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it is so much information and it's yeah. incredible that they have so much information. It's encouraging. Um, mm-hmm. There's a small part of me that now that I'm through the majority of the scary part of my journey, I miss going in because going in, I was, I, I was able to know what's happening. What's, what's my mm-hmm. count? What's my, you know, and to see these amazing, encouraging people that 
truly get you through this journey. You know, so it's it's like when I do have to go in, which is anywhere from three to six months now, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Same time, I'm like, yay, right. hi, it's great to see everybody. Tell me, <laughs> how, am I healthy? Is it good? Is it okay? Is it so... You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's well. And speaking of with like, yeah, all about that and having kind of just those people for you, you know, I have, I have so many friends and, and family members that have been on this journey as well. And, um, my always, it always happens. Like, what do I do to help? Like, that is always something that I, I personally struggle with. I think a lot of people who want to support somebody going through it also struggles with that. What has errors are an awesome solution. Okay, so we'll tell the listeners I sent you a basket of pears. <laughs> so good. That happened to hit the spot while you were going through this chemo and yes. COVID. Right? Yes, exactly right. Exactly. Both. The double whammy. Um, but but no, Lisa, but actually what you did, what you did is is exactly right. Um you, you it's it 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 is. It's just constant support. It's just knowing that you have a foundation of love and friendship and guidance and people that are like, I am here. I'm here to help you stand. I am, I am here to help you get through this horrible journey. If you need to cry, you pick up the phone. If you're scared, you pick up the phone. If you, you know, just knowing that you have that network of, of family, of friends, of your doctors, of your nurses, that is probably the best thing that any cancer patient can have. Positive energy. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I'm just a, a huge fan. I, I firmly believe in it. I truly do. And that, and it's when you're on the journey, it's it's hard. It's hard to keep that. It's hard to keep that encouragement up and running and going. And when you have that support system that picks you up and carries you through to the next day, so that you can keep going, mm-hmm. it's, it's the best medicine there is for sure. Yeah, and I'm so glad you had that. I'm so oh my gosh, me too. Me too. And thank you for being a part of it. Oh, I'm, I'm glad I was. I did very little pairs, but you know. <laughs> as far as you know, you did very little. For me, it was amazing. And my beautiful oh, bracelet. And you did you did so much for me. You and your family did so much for me. I appreciate oh, it. I will never forget it. That means so much. <laughs> now, speaking about family, yes. um, uh, you know, I know for me, when I was going through my little episode, I'm going to call it because it's just an episode. Um, that was hard family, like just <laughs> telling family, looking at my kids and telling them there's something big here that made happen. Yeah. yeah. What was that like? I remember um, when like I had my first big meeting, uh, I was really lucky that I had surgeon, oncologist, radiologist all available at the same time. A little intimidating to walk in with these people that are there and also very great so that you don't have to have the same meeting three different times. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was, you know, and, and, and everything that they had to say was absolutely encouraging and, and, you know, you're, you're going to get through this and you're going to do this. And, and that was my question was, what am I supposed to tell my daughter? Mm-hmm. And they said, you tell her that you are strong and you tell her that you are ready to fight this and that you're going to get to the other side of this. And, and, and that's, and that's what I did. And, and I'm, I'm grateful that my kid is, you know, she, she stood, she stood strong with me. She, Mm -hmm. um, we, we kind of did silly, silly things. Like I, I got, I got paint for my head, which we never, (laughs) we never decorated my head. I really wanted her to just have a 
field day and just draw on my head. <laughs> we, never, we never got to do it. But we just did a bunch of uh, silly things. We would do photo shoots together because, again, COVID, we're bored. Um, we're, we're both in the arts. So it was like, let's put on a full face of makeup and let's just go out and take pictures. And we, we, we would just do, you know, things that somewhere in my fear, I'm like, I'm going to enjoy every single moment I have with my child. And, um, and at the same time, it was always positive. It was bonding. We were laughing. We were enjoying each other's company. We would color together. We would watch movies together. We would paint our toes. We would, you know, just, just those things that you, you, you do, you do to just Mm -hmm. keep it up and keep it positive. And she, um, she's strong, thank God. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and, and uh, we reached out to her school and let, let them know that this is happening and they kept mm-hmm. an eye on her and, and, she, but she, she, she was amazing. She was absolutely amazing. And I'm so very grateful. Uh, on, again, on the flip side of it, I mean, I'm, I'm newly married and um, I was like, I, I have too much to do. I'm not going mm-hmm. anywhere. I have too much to do. <laughs> I have too much, right. you know, new husband. My daughter's a teenager. There are things that ha- I'm not in, and it's just, it, it was just decided. I'm just not going anywhere, you know. Yeah, so I feel like that's it. I'm absolutely. This and I'm Abs- gonna- absolutely. It's and- such a great mentality. I mean, because you were and you are, you're such a positive person. I do think there's so much to be said about that positivity, you Thank know. You. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I feel like it's one of those things where until you're in crisis, you don't, you don't know where you stand with that. Yeah. You know? um, and I think that's probably true for people in all in all different walks of tragedy or concern or or you know fear-based things you you just you find out what you're made of Mm -hmm. for sure and um i'm very grateful to 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 be a positive person i'm really really grateful for it very much Mm -hmm. so and i'm glad if i if i taught my daughter that she expressed that she was most afraid of me losing my hair and so was I. Oh, <laughs> I, I found out how vain I truly am. Wow, <laughs> yeah. that was believe it or not, that was one of the hardest things. And at the same time, it wasn't nearly as bad as I as I pictured it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was and it was okay. I got a lot of fashionable hats. <laughs> you did. You actually looked really good. I'm, Thanks. I, you know, I have to say. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. And you know, I, I guess I was really grateful that I knew how to apply makeup and whatnot because of my job and everything. Mm. And just, you know, I managed to, to keep a healthy, healthy globe going, but, um, but yeah, I got in touch with my vanity for sure, which I didn't like. And, you know, it was awesome when my kid was like, mom, you look great bald. You really do. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. Healing words, my love. I appreciate you so, so very much. So uh. it was really, really great. So do you feel like this experience actually changed you? Oh my gosh. It guided me on the path of being the kind of person I, I knew I always wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And it just cleaned up all the BS, if you will, you know, yeah. like things suddenly came into focus and, and issues became very black and white, not in a judgmental way, but in a, do you want that in your life? Do you want to deal with that? Do you want that type of energy? Do you want that type of personality? Do you want the, do you, all these things that I think can really cloud us, get in our way of finding out who we can be, who we should be, who we want to be. I think there's a lot of those daily challenges and or, or just situations that we're 
put in, whether we like it or not, that we have to navigate through. When when you when you're in a situation like this, it's it's just suddenly it's suddenly crystal clear. For mm-hmm. me, it was suddenly very crystal clear. And now that I'm again on the other side of it, I've really carried all of those lessons with me for sure. So what was the biggest lesson that you took? I, I'm the type of person that I want to be friends with everybody. I don't ever want to let anybody down. I don't mm-hmm. say no to anybody. Um, and you cannot do it. It's, it's kind of similar to when you have a baby and you have to from really even from day one, even though they have no earthly idea what's going on, but it's like, you have to set boundaries for your kids so that, mm-hmm. and, and they want you to, right? They, they, they're testing, constantly testing boundaries. What's okay. What's not okay. How far can I push? Where's, where, where's my stopping point? And it's the same for ourselves. And we, we miss that. We mm-hmm. miss that in, in, in developing. I don't know if it starts when we're kids, teenagers, young adults, collegiate mm-hmm. age. I don't know. I don't know where it is, but, but you lose sight of it and you, you do need to say no and you cannot take on the whole world and you do have to put limits on what you can and cannot do. And it doesn't make you a bad person or the bad guy or a disappointment if you can't do it all. You mm-hmm. have, It's better to pick or choose those, those few things and do them well and be strong and be decisive and, you know, set an example and with one or two things, instead of spreading yourself so thin that you're not, that you're not able to accomplish any of it the way that you, you truly could. Right. You're doing and, too many things. You, you're spreading yourself out. You're not doing anything well. Yes. Correct. Right. Yeah. And I think if nothing else, I mean, I, I actually, um, I, this month, just because of where I where I'm landed with work and and everything, I've kind of had to take on about four different jobs to kind of you know piece together a, a decent paycheck. Mm. But things are as of October, November, December, my whole world is going to become extremely busy. And I, as of today, removed about three things off my plate. Thank you very mm. much. Grateful that I had this mm-hmm. this month to help me get by. I cannot sustain. I cannot sustain all of this. And I'm not going to feel bad about taking care of myself. No. We have yeah. To. We really have to. Really and again, really. an example I need to show my kid, you know, mm-hmm. this is, mm-hmm. you cannot take on the world. Cannot take on the world. And it's, and it's okay. And it is very okay. Because yeah. you, you can still do so much by committing to the few things that really, that, that you really grasp and that really means something to you. You can still make a difference with, with the few things instead mm-hmm. of trying to take on all the things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, sorry that it took you this journey to learn that. <laughs> well, I, I, I am glad you did. <laughs> uh, thank you. It, it's the thing of, I'm, I'm still grateful that I, I've seen so much positivity in this journey. So many things that have made me realize, you know, you can either look at it like this or, mm-hmm. You can flip it around and look at all of these things, which I, you know, easier said than done throughout all, all aspects of life. But again, when you're, when you're in it and, and you're living it, it's, it becomes a very black and white issue. It's very much which, which path are you taking? So I know you really want to help other people that are in this fight. I mean, that's one of, it sounds like it's one of your missions. Um, So what would you like them to know? The people who are going through this right now? Ladies, first thing, please go get your mammograms. I, so I was a year behind 
Uh, um, my insurance was about to run out. And I was like, well, I should at least go get my mammogram. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, thank God I did, of course. They caught it at stage two. Um, however, both my oncologist and my surgeon, when doing um, just an exam on me, they were like, "We, if we would have not had film, we would not have felt this. These yeah. are so small. We would not have felt this. And I know it is scary. I mean, and this goes, this of course goes beyond breast cancer. This goes for anything, you know, all, Mm -hmm. all, we have all these tests that as we get older, we need to do, do it. It, God forbid it, you, something is wrong. It's better to find it early. Your options are so much more and you, you have more opportunity to, to fix it. You can't, Mm -hmm. you can't be afraid. Yes, you can't be afraid. So that is the first and foremost things. Please go get your mammograms. Go get go get all of those things that you're that we're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. It's really important. And then um, I I I hope there, there's so many things that this that our world, our entire world, needs to fix and get better at. But I think certainly women need to be better at taking care of themselves and not relying on partners or society or like be able to take pride in taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. somewhere in this equation, it doesn't have to be all the time, but sometimes you actually do get to be first. Mm, and yeah. if, if for no other reason, fill your picture so that you can fill others. Mm-hmm. And um, I overlook that a lot. And, and, yeah. and this journey certainly given me that back. Yeah. I mean, cause you're put in a position that you like, I have to do this. Like I have to take care of myself. Absolutely. You know, if we just had that mentality before any of this right. type of stuff happens. Right. Like, oh, how awesome would that be? Right. Exactly right. And mm-hmm. I, I guess the other thing too is that if if you're in this situation, do do not walk this journey alone. Do not be brave. Do not be private. We are we are meant to um as as mom, we know, or at least we are learning that it takes a village to raise mm-hmm. our kids. And it's the same. If you are in this, if you are in this battle, if you are in this journey, the more people that you have to give you support and information and encouragement, the more armor you have on your body to take care of yourself. Do not be private. Please reach out, reach out to, there are, there are tons of hotlines that are available out there. Believe me, you know, someone that has gone through this. You do. Mm -hmm. You absolutely do. Find, find your people and keep them close. Yeah, I think keep talking about about things, you know, because I think we are private. So if we're going through something, sometimes we just want to go through it until we're at a point where we feel that we're okay. So then we can tell people, right? Absolutely. Uh, and yeah, I think the more we talk about it, or we, t- we connect with other people who are going through this and yeah, you can get those resources that you Absolutely. need and that support. Yeah. And it is a constant developing education. So we need to constantly be educating each other with, with our yeah. experiences. What was your best resource to have during that time? You know, truly, I, I mean, I think, I guess I just said it really. Mm-hmm. Um, it is that village. It's and it's very similar to your. I mean, as as a mom, there are so many. So I mean, so so many things that you just you just don't know that you look at other moms to, um, to to find answers or to find how to deal with that. Or and it's and it's very similar. It's the exact same. You know, open up, let your people in, um, and and don't be afraid to stand and let people, if that means that people are on either side of you and keeping you on your feet, that would, that's what it means. It doesn't mean that's going to be that forever. You will find your strength. 
do mm. not be afraid. Find your find find your village. Find your village. And I guess the one question that comes up when you say that is like how <laughs> you know when you're in this and you're in the middle of it, like how how do you, you know if you so I was here, here's a secret that I, I I feel like it's a secret, and I hope that I hope that if you if you have to go through this journey that you have the type of people I felt like every time I walked into any type of doctor's office, any mm-hmm. type of cancer facility that was going to do any part of it, whether it was surgery or chemo or radiation or just going in for a blood draw or what, what from from the most minor detail to the biggest event the the mm-hmm. love that comes from the staff i've never mm-hmm. i never knew doctors and nurses to truly be angels on this earth so mm-hmm. if you do not have that type of appreciation find the facility that will give it to you because every detail they will they will alter to make a difference so that you feel like you are always ready for this battle. You, if you don't have that, find it first. Change facilities, whatever. But in within those facilities, they will have they will have private thing. They will have private nurses that you can speak with one on one. They will have um, group meetings that you can. That if you don't have those people, or you are the type of person that you just don't feel that you can open up and share or talk to or find out other people's stories, there are avenues. Talk to your doctors. Talk to your nurses. There, there is a way that you can find at least one person that is going to put you on your feet. Find them. Mm-hmm. They're there. They are amazing people. My like God. I said, yes. my um, my journey was nothing like yours, um, but I have a little, it's not a funny story, but it's a funny story. Um, my daughter, so my son was in, in daycare, so he had no idea what was going on. We dropped him off, but my daughter had to go to kindergarten. At the day I had to have my procedure, the, the lumpectomy. And the biopsy at the same time. And my, I still to this day, I, I talk about this with my daughter. She is a little anxious and she was five and she didn't want to be dropped off somewhere. She wanted dad to bring her to kindergarten and she would not let him go to the hospital with me. So I went by. And when I say not, I mean, it's I mean, she's five. She's a tantrum. Sure. And, and, you know, her. she's a wonderful. Yes, yeah, she is. <laughs> yes, she is. She's gold. So, and my family doesn't live here. Um, so it's just us. And so I went to the hospital. I, my, my husband actually dropped me off and I walked in by myself. And so there I was ready for this huge procedure um, that was going to happen. And the nurses were amazing. They went out of the way because they felt horrible that I was by myself. I mean, then part of me was like, at first I felt bad for myself for two seconds. And then I said, wait a minute, I'm alone. Like, <laughs> oh my God, I haven't been alone. I mean, I have a two-year-old and a five-year-old. So then I whipped out my book and they were like, are you okay? And they brought me, and they were so loving. I was like, this is the best day ever. Like, I'm sorry, I am totally fine, you know? So it turned out to be amazing and good and it had a good ending. But um, but just to just to say, those good for nurses- you for finding the positive spin though, right? Yeah, I mean- <laughs> that's why we're friends. That's why exactly. I think you're, you were correct. So is there anything else that you hope that the listeners here today know about this journey? Um, find, find your faith. I, I don't even necessarily mean that as in in any sort of religious way. Yeah. I, think, I think for each person in the world, it's it's very different. But 
find your faith and, and, and believe in the miracles. Yeah. I love that. I love that. You are, you are an incredible person. You are beautiful. Always, always, even before this inside, outside, all sides, Thank you. you know, and I know you do so much for others and I'm really happy to hear for right now you are cancer free. Yes. For the moment. Yes. (laughs) I say that, I say that only because, um, not that I'm certainly anticipating any reoccurrences. I'm doing, I'm on medication. I will be on medication for the next five to seven years to keep from that. Um, and until I get through that, they, they technically cannot clear, declare me in remission. Um, mm-hmm. but there is no cancer in my body as we speak. So yes. Yay. Yes, all right. Let's all cheer Yay. for no cancer in the body Thank at you. this time. Okay. And I am going to ditto you on get your mammograms. Yes. I, please. I am also going to say out there, if there's anybody listening that can develop a better mammogram for women experience, um, because smushing the breast, you know, it's like 25 pounds. It's like a kid sitting on your boob. Um, It's pretty tough, right? But it's it's like, what, two seconds Mm -hmm. and not a big deal. And I think we should develop more like parties around it. I know my hospital that I worked for, they would do a mammogram party where I love that you would sign up with a bunch of women and you would go together and they would have snacks. I, I think we that. need to do that mammogram parties. So, and you know, for especially for this month of October, aside from your black and orange Halloween days, wear mm-hmm. your pink and check in with your friends. You yeah. make your appointment. Make your appointment. Do this. Yeah, and make them together. Yeah, go exactly to lunch. Right. Get and you go out brush. and have a nice cocktail and toast to good health and and bouncy boobs. So great. So get your friends and go get your mammograms and. Yes. Yeah, keep spreading the word. Yes, please. And Allie, thank you for just sharing your story and just encouraging those that are fighting right now to keep fighting and those that are supporting to keep supporting others. Thank you for giving me the opportunity. I am always, always happy to to be a voice of positivity on this journey. Thank you for listening to this episode. Early detection is so important in the fight against breast cancer. So grab your besties and schedule those mammograms. Then come join us on our Facebook group where we can continue to connect with one another and support each other and help spread awareness this month by sharing this episode with your friends.